ബിസ്മില്ലാഹിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനിർമാനി
درود upon me in great abundance what was the reason that this person was a favorite of nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam that nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam instructed the pious man to go and sit in his gathering is because this alim had a practice of reciting durood upon nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam in abundance it means that all the people who read durood sharif especially in abundance their reading is noted their reading is noted their reading is taken note of and in fact it's it is appreciated and it is recognized and it is rewarded also allahu akbar that is in this world and that is in certain instances it is shown otherwise there are countless instances is not even shown so we see what is the blessings of durood sharif another incident is narrated about a person whose name was abu abbas ahmad bin mansur rahmatullah <coughs> this person passed away and a person from shiraz which is a city in iran he saw him in a dream and he saw him standing in the mihrab of the jami masjid of shiraz in the dream he sees him dressed in beautiful clothing with a crown full of diamonds and pearls on his head he was carrying a a crown wearing a crown full of diamonds and pearls beautiful garments in other words he was honored by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this manner he asked him what is this why did allah give you this why did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honor you in this manner abu abbas rahmatullahi alayhi replied allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave my sins and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afforded me great honor and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala crowned me with this crown and all of this merely as a result of having recited much salawat and durood upon nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam allahu akbar here is a person what an honor has been granted to him what garments immediately after his demise he's been honored the crowns of honor placed on his head garments of honor are granted unto him because of the practice of reciting abundance of durood sharif uh, another incident this time it is about a person who was known to be a very evil person a sinful person right a certain person says i had a neighbor who was a very evil man and a great sinner even though i admonished him time and again to repent he paid no attention as a neighbor as somebody right next door close by in your neighborhood or somebody you know somebody you have some association with and you have feeling for the person you want to advise him stay away from wrong do the right things right so out of concern he gave him advice told him stop make toba repent allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very forgiving but despite that he carried on 
and he led his sinful life and his days passed in this manner and he he passed away when he died I saw him walking in Jannah I asked him how did you achieve this rank and this is a great lesson for every one of us that do not look down upon anyone don't look down on a sinner don't look down on a sinful person he may not be pious he may not be practicing but that gives us no right to judge a person we are not we have not been appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be judge on the conditions of people we sometimes we don't verbalize it right? we can't say it because obviously we know there'll be problems we'll get into trouble but internalize it we internalize it yeah this look at this fellow here look at him he doesn't even read namaz he doesn't even come to the masjid he doesn't he's not like this he's not like that look at what sins he's doing look at him month of ramadan too he's not fasting and all of these things we say to ourselves we are internally passing judgment and that is about a sinful person today even those who are trying to practice islam are not spared they may be weak in certain aspects but judgment is passed and leave that ulama are not spared nowadays ulama also judgments are passed upon ulama look at this alim look at that maulana look at this one look at that one so it is that when it comes to others we become judges we come when it comes to ourselves we become lawyers we defending ourselves always and we judging others always so when it comes to ourselves we are lawyers and when it comes to others we are judges how are we going to ever succeed how are we going to succeed with that attitude we have been commanded to have good opinions about people even a sinful person we must have a good positive opinion even about a sinful person because we don't know one good deed that he may have did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted that one deed and he's gone and we should forget you know whatever good deeds we do they say when you do a good deed throw it in the well and forget about it because we don't know if it is accepted by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not we might have done a lot of good deeds we could get caught on one sin and if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the judge and he wants to take us to task he can take us to task on a small thing although we know the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far greater than that but it is the prerogative of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he wants to take his servant to task on a small matter who can question him and if he wants to forgive his servant on big things too who can question him so nevertheless this person was a sinful person he was off track off line nowadays off line has got a different meaning but he was off track like he was gone off the straight path 
Now, he sees him in the dream. And he sees him suddenly he's in Jannah. And he's surprised that you are in Jannah. My dear friends, those people who are in the habit of sitting in judgment over other people and in their minds they are passing judgment. Uh, this fellow here, one day if he'll even make it to Jannah. La hawla wa la illa billah. These are the people who will be astonished and surprised that certain people, they made judgments about them, they are there before them in Jannah. You will be surprised to see them there in Jannah. This person feels that one won't make it to Jannah. That person, that, this group feels that group won't make it to Jannah and so on. And there are some people who think nobody will go into Jannah besides themselves. And will be shocked to see everybody there. In other words, all those they thought won't be there, will be there. So we are not the judge. We have never been appointed by judge by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the prerogative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who is the judge. We cannot assume the role of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's countless stories. There's no time to go into all the details. There's an incident of two people in Bani Israel. One person was very pious. And another person was very sinful. And the pious person was walking with the Nabi of the time, going somewhere. And the sinful person was coming in the opposite direction. And this pious person thought to himself, look at this gunegar sinner. He, isn't, he even thinks that he's clean enough to come and meet the pious, thinking highly of himself. The pious person was thinking arrogantly about the sinful person. The sinful person on the other hand was thinking, Ya Allah, I'm such a big sinner. I've never done good deeds in my life. Perhaps this meeting with these pious people will become the means of my forgiveness. He was rushing to come towards them. And this person was pulling back from meeting him. When they met, Allah SWT said, Wahi to the Nabi that was there at that time. They tell these two people they must start doing their deeds from scratch all over again. That one, all his good deeds have been wiped out. He must start doing good deeds from scratch all over again. And this one, all his bad deeds were wiped out from scratch. He must start doing good deeds from now. Allah Akbar. It is not a small thing. It's not a trivial thing that we can just pass judgment on people and make um, remarks and statements and all of that. There will be accountability. There will be hisab. There will be accountability for these things. We have to be careful what we say. We even have to be careful what we think. Because just as we can go, uh, speak ill of people with the tongue, we can speak evil of people with the mind, in the mind. So therefore, these are very delicate matters. We rather be on the side of caution and say, Ya Allah, I don't know about the affairs of these people. You know better. You'll deal with them. You'll judge them. I'm not in a position to judge them. The ulama have mentioned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish you on the day of judgment 
for holding a good opinion about anyone, even if it was a bad person. There's no azab and sin for holding a good opinion about someone, even though he may be a bad person. You won't be taken to task. You'll say, Allah, I did not know. I only, I tried to think good, because Quran tells us that we should not think ill of the believers. And the hadith says, Zunnu bil khayra, have good opinions about Muslims. So a person will say, Allah, I, I had a good opinion. I didn't know anything better. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, there's no, there's no accountability, there's no reckoning for having good opinions about anyone. But on the contrary, if a person had a bad opinion about someone, su'uzan, inna ba'da zanni ismun, certain, certain thoughts are sinful. Quran says thoughts are sinful when a person has suspicion about someone, then he has got an evil opinion about someone, then he will be asked to produce the evidence and the proof on the day of Qiyamah, and if he is not able to provide the proof and evidence, he will be taken to task. And worse is if he has got an evil opinion about a good person, because he had some prejudice and bias in his mind. So he established a negative opinion on the basis of his bias and prejudice. He will be taken to task. That on what basis did you do this? Who gave you the right to hold this kind of views? There's, there's hisab. We are accountable. This world is not that we just come here, do what you feel like and you're gone and nothing happens. There's no consequences. There are consequences. There are consequences. أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ Quran says, do you think that we just created you in play? That you just come here, play around in the world, have a playful time? And then you're gone and nothing is going to happen after that. La. وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ That you're not going to be returned to us. And when you are going to be returned to us, you're going to give reckoning. And you are going to account. So we have been told these things umpteen times in the Quran. There are so many ayats. One ayat after the other. But nevertheless, I have to go back to the incident. Now here is a person that apparently was a sinful person but Allahu Akbar he's in Jannah they asked him how did you achieve this rank so this person said I attended the gathering of an alim of hadith and that alim mentioned whoever recites durood in a loud voice for him Jannah becomes incumbent and I raised my voice in durood upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and those, all those who were present followed suit and on reciting this salawat on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam we all were forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allahu Akbar let us recite Duru Sharif. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi.
So these are just the very, you know, small benefits of durood. There are far greater benefits and rewards attached to it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has illustrated through these kind of dreams and visions of the pious people what ranks and what honors have been reserved for the people who engage in abundance of durood sharif. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those fortunate and lucky and honorable ones. We will recite the 40 durood and salam.